This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. My name is Patch and with me as always on these shows is Rich. Rich, how are you? Good evening, Patrick. I see you're lovely um, wrapped up, so uh, got a bit chilly, hasn't it, this, uh, this week? Oh, that's a good segue. Bit too early know, for that sort cover- of segue, but um, yeah, but, it, is, but it is a bit cold. Don't get the gist. <laughs> it is a bit cold. Um, the last podcast we did, Rich, was uh, really enjoyable. Great to chat to David Earl about his love of football and his love of Exeter and also his acting career. So that was a good one, wasn't it? It was a pleasure and an honour to talk to one of my, com- well, I wouldn't say comedic heroes, but he's played a part in a lot of our favourite comedies, hasn't he? Yeah. So, Derek, uh, it was, Afterlife, it was Extras. The list goes on. Cockfields. Yeah, and you you got a good shout out um from a listener for recommending Cockfields, didn't you? Yeah. And did you have you watched it yet? Did you I, I have taken my TV? I'm, uh... I'm on season two, episode three. I was a little bit confused with the with the change in actor. Um obviously that that was as a result of, of um Bobby Ball's death, was it? Yeah. I was surprised I suppose they didn't change the character. They've obviously kept the same character but a different actor. Different so accent as well. Ball, yeah, he's gone from Lancashire to Scottish. So yeah, I'm surprised I didn't try and either find someone similar to Bobby Ball accent wise, or just bring a whole new character in. But no, I think yeah. it worked in the end. Oh no, it was really good fun, and I really enjoyed it. And you sort of it's something as you said that I en- would enjoy watching with my wife. And you sat there watching it, just just sort of smirking because it's all happened to yeah. you. Well, you yeah, it's gentle. Well, basically the the mother in it, which is um. Sue Johnson, Sue Johnson family, yeah. pretty fame. Just like, just like my mum. Everything's like the kind of over trying to please everyone, things like that. <laughs> it's just, I could relate straight to my mum. So that's why I loved it even more, I think. Yeah, no, it was class. Um, right. Also, over the last couple of weeks, we, we've been involved in recording for a Tyson Fury music video of Sweet Caroline. We did some, some scenes, some recordings, some holding up signs. And just off the cuff, uh, my daughter walked in and said, "What are you doing? Can I can I do it also?" So took a little took a little video of her, and that was the only bit that actually got into the video. Rich, uh, unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? All that all that makeup and rehearsing. I know. I'm not cut out. I know, but we 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 published the deleted scenes anyway. But um, yeah, it was cracking well, they, to they, see. They, they probably thought they probably thought having Tyson Fury on it. They didn't want more ugly mugs in it. So uh, very true. Very they true. Bought, they bought when your cute little daughter instead. <laughs> thank you very kind um so but she was uh she was very happy with that so if you haven't seen it already go on youtube type sweet caroline tyson fury and you actually my fingers are in it rich holding up the sign at the start you can just see my fingers and my and my hat like a hand model like <laughs> yes. Joey and friends. yeah exactly yeah that's my my future uh, but talking to talk club <laughs> tomorrow night so wednesday the 23rd of november as we talk and every wednesday thereafter at 7 30 ashton gate talk club will be resident there we're going to go along tomorrow to the first one and show our faces see how it um see how, how it all works but looking forward to it yeah it should be an experience i mean be nice to meet a few people I think joe sims of- is going to be there as well is he hosting it or is he just? Has he got I don't know. He's probably few, he's few troubles. 
Yeah, I know. He th- I think he's one of the one of the captains, or or certainly an ambassador okay. of Talk Club. Um, for those who don't know, Talk Club episode one seven seven. How are you out of ten? It's a men's ha- mental health charity um, who regularly have uh, have sessions throughout the country, throughout the world. I think now. But um, talking of world World Cup, Rich England, good start yesterday, six two. Well, yeah, I managed to get to the pub at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, the old uh, Bar's Court, which well is now an Indian house. If it, ain't, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think you've watched every England game there, haven't you? Or a bowl plex? Well, I've got, well we a actually dolphin. got a special opening. Because obviously the Boris Court, don't eat, well, the Muggle Palace, as it's called now, wouldn't be open on a Monday afternoon. But we kind of well in with Saeed, the owner. So he, he got us a special opening. He got some bar staff in for us. What, just you? He even got, yeah, just me, <laughs> well, me and the wife. Honestly, just about five of us. We literally wow. asked him. That's brilliant. A few weekends. Can you can you open up for um, the World Cup games? You've watched all the Euros there. It was obviously yeah. a good... Not being funny. We spent some money around the bar as well, so it is worth them opening. One pound. But it was a good luck charm. We got to the, we got to the final. So, uh, yeah, special treatment. Yesterday. But yeah, a great start. Six goals. Bit of a sh- I'm a bit annoyed with the penalty in the end, but um, yeah. no, great start. No, I'm going up. For early uh, days. Uptown up girl on Friday to watch the... The one o'clock game, the four o'clock game, and then the England game at seven o'clock going somewhere in Clifton to watch that. But uh, nowhere is letting you reserve a table, which is slightly annoying. You've got to be, you've got to get there and uh, find a seat sort of thing. So um, we'll be somewhere in Clifton watching it, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's bring on today's guest. Um, now, I met this person uh, whilst playing a, a sport that is taking the the world by storm, and it's called pickleball. Now, Rich, you have no idea what pickleball is, do you? Not until I, I, I've I've seen a little video of it, but I didn't, I didn't not enough to get the concept of what it is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, talk, talk think, me through what it is. Well, it's I'm going to bring the guest in because it's really interesting. You you ask someone to describe pickleball, and I think we all say something slightly different. So let's bring in Alex Duck. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you, Patch. How are you? Okay. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, bit chilly. Right there's your segue. No, um, no, very good. Copy, um, copy we're going <laughs> to come on to. Uh, to the Upton Cheney Chili Farm very soon, but that's how I met you through playing pickleball at David Lloyd. So, how would you describe pickleball to someone? Wow, my God, it's a it's an amazing sport, isn't it? It's um, I would say it's a cross between badminton, table tennis, and tennis. Um, fast, furious, but so funny. All the Fs. It's yeah. just brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it's really good fun, isn't it? It's, it's a sociable thing. I mean, we play it on a Friday morning with a group of twelve interchange every 15 minutes you get to play with different uh people uh men women and it's just a good laugh as well yeah it, it is um it's you know the, the david lloyd gym where we normally go you know you can go upstairs do the the normal treadmill work you know and on the on the cross trainer what have you it's really tedious but the pickleball it's so fast and it's so much fun and it burns so many calories which is great for someone like me who likes to eat so yeah it's been brilliant it really has changed my life you know the last few months <laughs> yeah it's a really good social thing and and as you say i'd much rather run around a pickleball court than go on a treadmill upstairs because you can get a bit of get a bit of aggression out on a few smash shots as well can't you it's it is yeah. it, for, for anyone who hasn't experienced it just uh find somewhere a sports hall or whatever that um that that is doing it obviously you know david lloyd do it but but rich it's, it's basically exactly what what um, alex has said there it's a badminton court with a tennis height net and a paddle a little bit bigger than a table tennis bat if you like and yeah it's fa- it is fast and furious what's what's the score what's the scoring setups 
Are we talking like 1-0, 2-0, 3-0? Wow. So you, 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 we played doubles on a Friday oh. and you sort of, st- you, you play for, well, you, you guess for serve. And then the, the, the first person that serves gets one serve. You serve from the right hand side over into the opposite, you know, the opposite square, if you like. And then if you once you can only score when you win in, when you sort of score, when you're serving, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then it goes Same to the other side and then it goes the the person on the right to the person on the left they lose so you get two serves chance to win points and then it comes back to us and then we get our one two so you, the scoring basically you can score when you're serving and then so if it say if we were serving and we we'd won two points it would be two zero and if i was serving i was serving first it would be two zero one and the one signifies the person that's serving on your team so if alex is on my team and then I lose my serve. It goes to him and it's two zero two. And then it goes to the other side and then it's zero two one zero two two. And it is a little bit complicated, but you very, very quickly get the hang of it. Uh, the first time I ever played, I had a massive hangover and <laughs> someone explained those rules to me like that. <laughs> and I didn't know if I was coming or going, but it is straightforward well, what, once you had a few games. Where does the name derive from then? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know where the pickle comes from. Do you? No, no. Well, Alex, have you, have you just found a sport that's named after what you enjoy eating? Is that like kind of? <laughs> no. Well, the ball itself is called a whiffle. It's a whiffle ball. So oh, I don't know why it's called pickleball because it's called a whiffle ball. And the ball itself is um, obviously round, but it's full of holes, so it moves quite slowly. That's important to to pickleball. Okay. The ball moves quite slowly um, because the court is quite small. So if it moved any faster, you couldn't hit it. You couldn't see it, but it still moves fast enough. But yeah, pickle. I don't know. It's a wiffle ball. It should be called wiffle ball, shouldn't it? Really, sounds very Harry Potterish. Yeah, Quidditch. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's move on from pickleball. Let's talk about chili. Um, so, Alex, you tell us a bit about your background first of all before you got into the Upton Cheney Chili Farm and 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 setting all that up. And where did you grow up in Bristol? Where about did you grow up? Well, yeah. Well, I I kind of know. For the first eight years, I I lived in Buckinghamshire in Amersham. Um, and then we moved to Bristol when I was eight years old. And um, and from there, I went to SBL school, went to the Bars Court, where Rich was talking about earlier, about uh, mm. drinking in the Bars Court pub and spent a lot of time in there. Great but, days, uh, great yeah. days, Alex. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rich, what's that? They were, they were great days. When, when it was a pub, it was a proper pub, oh. wasn't it? and it was full. It oh. was full all the time. Wasn't it? Karaoke night on a Thursday. Yeah, it was awesome. And the football nights, you know, oh, my God. Yeah, I was lucky to be, you know, live in Oldham Common and go to the Bars Court. What a great place. But yeah, so I was a, I was a chemist. My, my, my career, I was a chemist in the printing industry. And then things suddenly changed. And before I knew it, I was a chili farmer. <laughs> so how on earth did that happen? <laughs> Just there like must that. have been some, uh, some light bulb moment or someone said, why don't you come and have a look at this? And off, we, off you went. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got one of the boring anyway. I'll, I'll try and do this quickly. So I was a chemist in the print industry. Um, the company I owned at the time was selling IBC tanks. They're like big square tanks that hold a thousand liters of liquids. And I was bored doing the job I was doing. And I said to the owner of the company, could I possibly start selling IBC tanks? And he said, yes. So I needed to find a yard. So I went to a farm in Upton Cheney, which is a beautiful village uh, on the edge of the Cotswolds. And I said to the farmer, um, would you have a yard to rent or no one's got a yard to rent? And he said, yeah, I've got one here. So I took on that yard in Upton Cheney. And within a year, I was involved in farming, moving cows, moving pigs, helping out. 
And I just decided I wanted to do something to do with farming. Mm. And I used to drink quite a lot. <laughs> and uh, one night I had a few too many ciders. And in the morning, I woke up with the idea of maybe opening a chili farm. And that is how it started. No love of chilies whatsoever. I was going to say, in why fact, chilies? Because you've said, told me previously, you don't actually like chilies. This is true. Well, it was true back then. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a convert. Yeah. I I was in the industry, as I said, and obviously print and colour and ink, lots of colours. And chilies are phenomenally colourful. So there's some link between colour and why I did it. Um, another link between chilies and people that like to drink, you know, generally people who like chilies <laughs> like a few beers, a few ciders. So I don't know why I did it, but it was uh, 13 years ago now. And whatever the reason was, I, I've not looked back. It's been fantastic. Well, during lockdown, um, in the height of lockdown, Rich, we had the uh, Clifton Chili Club on, and we talked a lot with with um, blind me is the bloke's name escapes me now. You, James, Jay, Jamie, or James? Jay, Jay, Jay. Jay. That's it. Sorry, apologies, Jay. Um, it's been it's been a long time, but uh, it was it was a fascinating conversation, and I discovered him through a netflix documentary where they are doing all these chili eating competitions and things like that so um the the chili scene in bristol alex i guess is is quite well known worldwide i think it is thanks to the clifton chili club yeah um i mean obviously my my chili farm is, is part of the the scene being well known but the clifton chili club they really have excelled in in pushing the the idea of chilies and you know just Chilies don't have to be super hot. They can just be for fun. It could be mild, you know. Mm. And the Clifton Chili Club takes it from mild to wild, which is a, a famous chili saying, mild to wild, but you'll say it. But they do, and they've they've lots of YouTube videos, and they're a really good bunch of lads that have really promoted the the whole chili ethos. Yeah. Yeah. So so your your chili farm then. Um, when are we talking? When when did it actually sort of start? When was the start of the journey? What year? Two thousand and eight was okay. when we first started. Um, I'd, I'd had an allotment before that. We'd grown potatoes and beans and stuff like that, you know, but uh, never grown chilies. And um, I basically put up this first polytunnel um, on the farm. I, I don't own the farm, I should say. It's uh, the, not the land anyway. Um, a chap called David Hawkins owns the farm with his family. And I asked him if I could, uh, you know, put up a chili polytunnel. And he said, yeah, he said, yeah, you can put up a polytunnel. And he said, what we do, Alex, we'll, we'll share the profit. If there's any profit, we'll share it 50-50. And I said, yeah, of course, that sounds brilliant. And of course, I should have said, uh, nah, nah, that's not good enough. <laughs> I want like 80, 20, you know, but no, like, but I, was, I wasn't thinking because it wasn't ever going to be a profit making thing. It was just a bit of fun. Oh, well, you'd had a few ciders and as well. So, yeah, because <laughs> of course, the Upton Inn is right next door to it. You know, it's a perfect <laughs> location. Um, so that's how it started. Yeah. So 2008, we, we put up the first tunnel. And and that was the first year, yeah. And who who's we? Who did you start it with? Was it you you and a couple of mates at the pub said, "Let's do this"? No, at, on, on day one, it was literally just me on my own, um, and Dave Hawking as the business mm. owner. But he he's a farmer. They they don't do very much, do they? They sit in tractors all day long. I always knew that I would be, I'd do all the work, you know, and it was the case. And um, <laughs> it still is the case that uh, my side of the family does all the work and his side of the family takes all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. And Rich, you, I mean, when we've done, we've been doing the podcast now almost eight years, believe it or not. And I can remember over those years, you, you talking about the Upton Cheney Chili Festival 
um, and you've been along a few times. Tell us about your experiences. I sure I went. I think twice more. I must be more than twice. But um, yeah, we saw the saw the famous uh, journey at the wood there, which is Alex's band, I believe. Oh, band, band, yeah, my old band. Yeah. Yeah. You, are you not still in it anymore? I know. I know Tim's left, but um, are you still? Yeah, no, Tim's done. Yeah, breaking news. Tim's coming back, but yeah, I left. Oh, about, is he? Uh, yeah, he's coming back. I left about four years ago, and I'm now in another band called the Atomic Buffalo, which is chili related. Actually, I'll tell you about that. All oh, right, but yeah. But yeah, I went to a few of the festivals. It great, no, great fun. We camped in the field on the side. Obviously, you, you got your um, Volkswagens up. You know, people bring yeah. on their camper vans, so that's a good little something to look at. Yeah, yeah. A bit of music, bit of stalls. Uh, kids enjoyed riding the horse. Some uh, oh. ukulele bands in the in the courtyard there. But my favourite <laughs> story is um, we're watching we're watching a chili eat off. You know, when kind of, you got the blokes on the wagons, kind of having a you know, getting hotter and hotter chilies. And my daughter's sat at the front. And one man, a camera, he, he bit into one of the chilies and just threw it into the crowd. And my daughter, bless her, picked it up, put her tongue on it. Next minute, she was legging it from the bottom of the field to the back of the field, trying to find us, screaming her head off. And we're, the, we're a poor milk all over her. So she learned her lesson from uh, pick, picking up food and just whacking her tongue on it. But that's a, that's a great uh, great memory of hers. She enjoyed it. So, yeah, used to lo- she yeah that, really enjoyed the she? festival. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. She learned to, now, hopefully she learned her lesson now to... <laughs> Test. Oh, no, look at what she's eating first before just shoving it in her face. So, so, no, so they were, they enjoyed some festivals, yeah. Alex, how did it go from um, growing chilies to a chili music festival? So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it was a great journey. Basically, the, the first year when I opened it, um, as I said, there was no intention to make any money. It was just like a, a hobby because IBC recycling is quite boring. So um, we opened the chili farm, and in the first year, we thought, well, what? And all these interesting people were coming to the farm, you know. They liked a few beers and they they liked to talk about food. And they were all really interesting, exciting people at the time. And um, so we thought, well, tell you what, let's, let's have a festival. Let's have a party. So we had our first party that, that first year. And um, it's probably about two or three hundred people turned up. And uh, I just couldn't believe it. So we held our, our first ever chili eating competition. You know, we all had a few beers. It was only an afternoon. It's only a few hours. Um, and it grew from there. So in the second year, we did another chili festival. I think about 500 people turned up. Um, and as the years went on, to, towards the end, we had, because um, we haven't done it for four years now, the last year we did it, we had 10,000 people turn up. 10,000? 10,000, yeah. <laughs> I may right. And does that run like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? or? That was, yeah. That, that the, the last two or three years, it was a uh, Friday night opening gig. Then all day Saturday with a Saturday night party where Rich would have been to see uh, Journey Up the Wood, my old band play. And yeah, band in, the, in the barn. Yeah. yeah, in the old good old Tove Barn. Yeah, bands like Supersonic, all the local bands. But then again, we had the Wurzels play one year. Um, we had a, a guy called Sick Note Steve. He was he's a covers band for C6 Steve. Yeah, <laughs> saw him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I love that. I love that. So four four years on, let's just cover off this this question. When's it going to start up again? Oh, yeah, well, it was down <laughs> to me. <laughs> it was down to me. I'll have it tomorrow. <laughs> right, but okay. um, you know, having there's four there's four owners of the business, and two want to do it, and two don't. Uh, the two that don't want to do it happen to be uh, ladies, and as we all know, ladies tend to get their way, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
I, okay. I don't know. I, I'd love to think we could do it again. I really do. Uh, but, uh, so watch this space on that. Watch one. this space. Never say never. Um, hopefully people listening to this podcast will get behind some sort of government petition to get it up and running again. Let's 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 see. Um, so the 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 chili farm is still still going strong. Um, I, I understand you offer some chili farm tours as well. Yep, yep, yeah. We do packs. Yeah, we um in October, September, and October on the weekends. So the the reason that the chili festival was always at the end of August, beginning of September, and and the reason for that is that uh, the, the chili harvesting, uh, the chilies become ripe about that time of year. So we used to have the festival to celebrate the fact that uh, we'd got through a chili farming year, and uh, and harvest was about to begin. So that was the the festival the celebration. So, um, yes, so the farm tours, because there's no point coming to a chili farm if there's no chilies to pick. You know, you can't come in January because all you're going to see is some dead plants, you know. Um, so the farm tours, yeah, in September and October on Saturday and Sunday mornings, um, we get groups of about 20 people. They come to the farm. Um, I call them victims. <laughs> um, they don't know they're called victims, but they are. <laughs> and I basically uh, annihilate them with my uh, my evil fruit. Oh, I like it. So, and you very kindly put up two uh, Chili Farm Tour tickets, if you like, um, for a podcast prize. So if you retweet this episode on Twitter at 3PIAPC, you can enter the prize draw to win two tickets to go along to a Chili Farm Tour. So thanks. Thanks very much very for that. Good. In terms of um, yeah. in terms of the, the range of chilies, um, is it called like different... What what would you call it? Different species of chili. What's the terminology for the different types of chili? And how many do you have, how many do you grow on site? Oh yeah, I could go really deep into how we, you know how they're specified, but I, I won't because it would take too long. But basically, we on, on the farm itself for the for the sources that we make because that's how we make our money. We add value. We don't sell fresh chilies. Well, we, we did in lockdown because we had no sales of sauce, you know, but so we sold fresh chilies then. But um, outside of lockdown, we make our money by selling sources and adding value to the chilies that we harvest. So we, the mildest we grow, you'll know, is jalapeno. Beautiful chili, my, my favourite chili. And then we've got five others that we grow in on the farm. So there's six in total. So jalapeno, um, fruit burst habanero, orange habanero, fatale habanero, and seven pot habanero so the, the first one is mild the next four are really quite hot mm. um then we have a show tunnel where we grow a hundred different types of chilies um all different colors beautiful chilies um which is why i think i got into it as i said mm. so yeah from mild to wild uh, but the chilies that we grow commercially fit the sources that we manufacture awesome rich where's your out of a scale of one to ten where are you in terms of of chilies? Well, I'm not I'm not a bad patch, which I know you can't you can't say the same because you look at chili, you need a bloody point of uh, milk. I'm pretty good. I do like a bit of chili in my food. I'm kind of I need a bit of spice to my food. Be it no spaghetti bolognese, a chili, as in chili con carne. I want I do like a little bit of spice. I'm I'm quite tolerant. I think in a in a chili. I don't know how far I can go. Never never tried, but well, so far I, I'm, I'm quite I got a high tolerance. I reckon. As you know, I've been on a quite a journey in the last sort of twenty years. I think what was it about four or five years ago? We went to um, the a, we did a podcast with a smoker, not a, not a, not a smoker of tobacco, a smoker of meats, 
Um, and he had this chili sauce that had like a bullet on it and it was something million on the Scoville scale or something like that. And I literally had a little droplet and honestly, I did not know what to do with myself. But saying that mm. I, I will go for like a medium sauce, like a Chipotle sauce in, in a, on Subway or a burrito shop or something like that. And I do, I do actually like having a little bit of spice, but probably medium. So probably I'm at a five. If I, I know exactly when I've had too much spice, because I will hiccup. That is my reaction. I think, I think one important uh, bit of information you missed from that uh, story of when we um, interviewed that smoker, it was at his family home, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. so you, you were literally, you were literally raiding their fridge for their milk. So his poor mother pointed out my, milk for a cup of tea. Yeah, my my kids aren't going to be after after cereal in the morning now. I remember him saying that. <laughs> oh, Alex, where are you in terms of your your scales? Well, yeah, I'm like not very good, mate. I mean, uh, the trouble I had was I I overdid it on the side here when I was younger, so I have terrible heartburn. So chilies um <laughs> really don't go down very well with me. I love growing them, and like Rich, I. I I'm not too bad for my tolerance, but I can't go too mad. Um, so at uh, uh, Chipotle, as you said, you, need, you almost said it correctly. You said Chipotle. Um, Chipotle okay. is how you Apologies. have to say it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Chipolata. Never say Chipolata. That's the wrong well, I, I didn't say Chipotle, like some people. No, Chipotle. <laughs> That's wrong, indeed. Yeah. Um, so now I'm down in the jalapeno range, mate. I'm on Scoville heat units. I'm uh, 50 to 100,000 Scoville heat units. That's my mm. kind of tolerance. Yeah. Blimey um what's the what's the uk chili scene like is it is it quite is there quite a lot of of chili harvesting going on in the uk not really there's not many new chili farms started um we got the inspiration from a south devon chili farm um in that because on the farm where i had the ibc recycling business there was a farm shop there it's not there anymore but they used to buy south devon chili farm products and that's what kind of got me into thinking maybe this is a good idea but so there's only a few chili farms in the in the uk there's um wiltshire chili farm who i should say copied us um completely cheeky <laughs> monkey <laughs> um there is uh, simpson seeds really good bloke based on the longleat estate in horningsham he grows a lot of chilies um a, a few others uh sea spring seeds where they grew the dorset naga which was the hottest in the world for quite some time um dartmoor chili farm there's probably a, there's less than 10 chili farms in the uk right oh, okay um, yeah but they're, they're all good they're they're all up you know against the tide basically because chili shouldn't really grow in the uk but we've managed to make it work mm. and you you mentioned i mentioned earlier about uh seeing the clifton chili club on netflix you've had quite a um a number of different bits of exposure i understand theopathetus has been involved country file paul hollywood's yeah. pies and puddings and blue peter let's start with blue yeah. peter how how did you get involved with blue peter oh well you know when you're a kid in it you always want to get the blue peter badge don't you have you got uh, a blue was... peter badge and where is it yeah i've lost it i can't find it it's gone <laughs> And, but it's, the only thing is, they they forgot to bring me a Blue Peter bag, so I guess because they thought I was a grown adult, I wouldn't want one. So um, I can't think of the name of the girl now who who came. Lovely girl, very many, short. How long ago are we talking? This was probably five years ago now, six, five or six years ago. Keep and talking, they I'll find some, some options for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they wanted me to describe 
how chili is diluted, you know, in the Scoville heat unit range, which is what I did with this girl. But and in the end, she gave she gave me her bag because they didn't have one. So she took it off of her breast and she gave it to me. And I subsequently lost it, which um, I'm so sad about, really. Uh, but I mean, uh, I think they should try and you should try and get another one. I think you should they should let you let you have another one. Um, right. I've got some options for you. Are we talking uh, Lindsay Russell, maybe? Yes, I think it was Lindsay Russell. What? Has she got gingerish hair? Is that is she got Straight like in. reddish hair? Um, Lindsay Russell. Yeah, I think she has. Yes, it'll be her. Yes, lovely, really friendly, really good fun as she was. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Blue Peter Theopathetis Small Business Sunday. Yeah. So there's a Twitter thing where people, small businesses, would uh, describe to Theo what they did or what they do. And he would then choose three small businesses that he thought that particular week were the small business for Sunday. Mm. And um, we we won it. And, and our Twitter following went up by about 3,000 in a couple of days. So that was really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I have to tap into that with this podcast, hopefully. Um, you're you're, you're um, writing a book, I understand, a book on chilies. <laughs> This, this, yes, this podcast would be the launch. Just no one ever, no one knows this yet, Pax. This is podcast exclusive. This is, oh, this is exclusive. <laughs> so, um, I'm retiring from my main business and uh, I'm keeping the chili farm going, of course. And in, in the time I'm going to hopefully have spare, I've decided to write a book. Um, the working title is A Year in the Life of a Great British Chili Farmer. Oh, like that. Very nice. Yeah. Who's mm. also a pickle bully? <laughs> He's a pickle bully. Yeah. But it'd be easy, <laughs> wouldn't it? Because there'd be twelve P- pickleballs, yeah, pickleballs, and chilies. There you go. That's yeah. just that's your second second album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's it, what's, um, it yeah, gonna, what's it going to be? What's what's um, what are you going to cover in the book? the The art of the art of cook, the art of harvesting, the art of growing, all of that sort of stuff. What? Yes, the joy of the book, a year in a life, you know, is is 12 chapters, isn't it? January, February, March, April, April, through December. Mm. So I'll basically talk each each month what happens in each month. Some months will be busy and others, you know, exceptionally because January is very quiet, you know. Mm. But it will be it will just go from January to December and how the chili farming year works and what happens over the course of the year. And then, of course, there'll be silly sideline stories, you know, like like things that I've done with the Clifton Chili Club and things that we happen on the tours, you know, when, when big books, men covered in tattoos fall on the floor crying, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, the weird things that you wouldn't, you know, chili Tourette's when, you know, like a nun will eat a chili at Bath Christmas market. And the next thing you know, she'll be effing and blinding, you know, um, stuff like that. Things that I've seen that, you know, you wouldn't normally expect to, to oh. see in, a, in your, your normal working life. <laughs> so it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, an interesting read from a, from a chili perspective, but also have some, uh, some good stories and some humor in there as well. That sounds awesome. Hopefully, mate. Yeah. I hope it will teach people how to grow chilies and look after chilies and deal with pests and, you know, the time to harvest, the time not to harvest, how, how to use chilies, how to cook with chilies and enjoy chilies, but primarily, yeah, just the fun of growing chilies. Oh, that's awesome. That is- yeah, that's a great you. story and you mentioned bath market there i understand you're going to be there starting thursday the 24th of november running for a few weeks yeah, it's been a little while that... since bath market's been on isn't it christmas market yeah well obviously the, the covid two years the first year of covid um it was completely closed there was nothing whatsoever then last year there was um an unofficial bath christmas market 
um, which we attended. This 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 one coming up now will be our eleventh year of doing it. Wow. Um, so it was really sad to miss that uh, that year. Last year, unfortunately, was a bit quiet because it wasn't official and not many people were prepared to come out. Well, I but actually, yeah, I, year... I didn't, I wasn't even aware of it, and because um, I remember them saying it was cancelled, and I can't remember seeing anything about it. So yeah, obviously, because it was unofficial, it didn't get the same level of press and push. That's right. Yeah, it really, they really, they, they dampened it, you know, although there was probably about 60 chalets around the cathedral and in where I am by the Crystal Palace pub, or oh, which is a nightmare, by the way, to be right by a pub in a shed for 18 days and <laughs> not being able to get in it. But, but um, uh, yeah, so they, they put dampeners on it by telling people there was no Christmas market last year, but there, there was, you know, That's it a, was that, that is a great location though, that by that Crystal Palace pub, they've got yeah, the yes. tree all lit up and it's, yeah. it's where people go to have, take pictures and things like that. So that's a great pitch. So what, what will you have on your store? What sort of range is it a range of sources? Yeah. So, so as I said, we, we, we grow the chilies to add value to our products. So our main product ranges without doubt is sources. So we've got 11, this, we, we probably have about 20 different sources in our range, but on the market, you can't have too many because it confuses people. So there's about 11 different sources. Um, there's a new product called Pops of Pain. <laughs> well, and Pops God. of Pain are basically two, lo- two lollipops with Scoville, um, um, or sorry, chili extract in them, 6.4 million Scoville heat unit extract. Um, now, you know, when you said that you had that little tiny bit on your tongue and it really mm. hurt, mm. Um, that would have been <laughs> extract as opposed to fresh chilies. So chili extract is like the chemical. So this chocolate, these pops of pain, they are um, based on 6.4 million scale heat unit extract. So the idea is you have two, you buy two lollipops and uh, your two friends in the pub, you know, bars court, whatever, pop them in their mouth, see if you can keep it in their mouth the longest. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I, I this is like a, a stag do. A stag do. It's like a stag yeah. do, um, what's the word? Uh, forfeit of some sort. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we should do a pickleball patch. I Absolutely think we not. About that. <laughs> yeah. Right before, right before the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. See what happens. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, um, but we also other stuff on the store. We 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 were in partnership with Piper's Crisps, so we have a flavour called Jalapeno and Dill. It's one of their um, they Piper's Crisps have got their standards like salt and vinegar and beef in pubs everywhere. Our Jalapeno and Dill are slightly more limited edition. But you can buy them in Sainsbury's. So we'll have those on the store oh, awesome. and. Uh, We've got a range of rubs as well, barbecue rubs. So yeah, yeah it's, 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 if you like, you can, you can also food. buy them. You can also buy them where my, where my wife works at Chief Trading Post, Barry Road, Old uh, uh, Oh, she works there. Well, she, um, I can always see the Chief Trading Post from where I'm sat right now. He's looking at your wife right now, Rich. <laughs> well, she just she just got she just got home, so you missed her. But um, a bloke she works with, a bloke she works with called Mark. I saw him today, and he did say say hello to Alex. He said oh, he might not know who I am, but he did say say hello. There you go. Oh, that's nice. Say, say hello. What's his, what's his surname? Can you say that? Or... Just Mark somebody. He's like the general <laughs> manager at Chief Trading. Well, I don't know his surname, but I just know he's like the general manager well, should, of Chief Trading. Should know him. Then, if he knows me, yeah, I should know him. Yeah. It's, uh, they're, they're You're probably known by, by sight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wife and yeah. wife enjoys working there. So I get, I get the odd free coffee now and again. So oh, every very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. Do you venture into alcoholic products at all like beers and ciders from a chili perspective we have patch believe it or not yes <laughs> not this year um 
In the past, we've worked with various companies. We worked with Barfails when it was still the proper Barfails, not St. Hostels. Mm. They did us a, um, a beer called uh, Ghost Hair, because, you know, Barfails have a lot of their stuff. Is, is the hair is the logo. That's the name of a chili, yeah. isn't it? A ghost chili? Uh, go- indeed. So uh, Ghost Pepper, which ghost pepper. Um, is one of the hottest in the world. Yeah, over a million Scovilles. So we had the Ghost Hair. Then we worked with a company called Dawson's Lager, Bristol, another Bristol-based company. Yep. Uh, they did a Bristol, uh, another lager. It was a stout, actually. It was a chocolate stout with chili in it. And we worked with a couple of cider companies as well to, to make um, Habanero Her- was the one that Bath Very nice. Ales did for us. Habanero, yeah, because of course Habanero, Habanero. <laughs> no, so, like yeah, it. we have. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So are you you must be looking forward to um to, to Thursday then and getting back to, to the Bath Christmas market proper, uh, I think we'll call it. Uh how long are you gonna be there for? So it's 18 days. Um I think the last day is the the eleventh of December. Um 18 days. It starts at 10 in the morning and it's the end time depends on what day it is, but I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday it's seven, Sunday it's six, and uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday it's eight. Um, yeah, I, I would say to anyone going there, try, you know, it's not always so easy, but the weekends are really busy and it can put people mm-hmm. off. So well, yeah, parking and getting there can be a nightmare, can it sometimes? Yeah, and then when you do get there, you know, if you can't move around the stores freely, it's a bit of a bugger. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to put people off, but if you can choose what right, time you go. I'll definitely be going. It'd just be when. I don't, not sure when we'll get there, but uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of... I've really missed. I've really missed it because we used to go every, every year, and just it just yeah, gets you in, a, in the spirit a little bit, doesn't it, Rich? Yeah, we always because obviously where I live, well, I actually live just down the road from Alex. Um, but yeah, it's obviously living closer to Bath and we do Bristol, it's kind of easier for us to get to. So yeah, we always kind of park up by the golf course and walk down and uh, have a little look around. And I'm pretty sure yeah. I, I'm pretty sure my daughter bought some stuff off your store last year. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you very, <laughs> thank very, you very nice. much. Yeah, no, it's um. Plus, I also think my daughter knows your daughter. Oh through, gosh, uh, she oh, and, right. through through <laughs> dancing. Good, yeah, she's good dancing and done the grown school in the sports okay, hall. Yeah, then, so. yeah, 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 quite possibly. It's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is a very well, small mate, world. mate. Look, look at your. I had a little snoop at your Facebook earlier. There's menu must know have so many mutual friends because I've I, I grew up oh. in Oldham Common as well. So. uh so I don't, I don't well, know how, when, did you, when did you leave school? Right, be, uh, given um, your age away. What well, year did you leave? I, well, I'm 49 years. I'm very nearly 50. So I left. Uh, I would that be 20, 32 years ago, wouldn't it? I left. Yeah. 32 right, years yeah. Ago. So I'm, I'm 51. So we put, we put know so many people like, oh, across oh, the other's paths. So you're class yeah. of 87, you... Rich, aren't you, Rich? Uh, I left 87. Yeah. But I'd look, I'd look through um, Alex's. Profiles, they said. Yeah, you got you got your Steve Fang on there. You got uh, Mike Wright, <laughs> Jamie Bateman, uh, all oh. sorts of names that I I just recognise. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lot of good friends. So I, yeah, I know I know Tim really well. So yeah, I, I was going to touch back on your journey at the wood kind of uh, experiences. A, where did the name come from? Were you an original member of that? No, it wasn't an original. So. Um, there's, there's there's no original members left. Tim Brain was the original member um with four others all the other four of us left and tim brain right. was the only original ages and ages then he left so for a while the band had no originals at all um but i hear now he's making a comeback um so yeah I, I, I bumped into him bumped into him at skittles at the old british club and he said he left because he 
I think he started coaching for Nummel Green, then he kind of had his work yeah. commitment. So I think he kind of, yeah, he couldn't commit to being a gig man. No, they're quite legendary in the local area, aren't they? Journey at the Wood. Oh, yeah, Journey at the Wood. Well, you know the reason for the name, of course. It's when we were younger, innit? We used to go up to Chasers up in Kingswood. <laughs> and it was a journey up the wood. It was basically what oh, it was. It was I was going to say, it must be Kingswood related. I, I know nothing yeah. about this band. I've never heard of them. Um, oh, so mate, they play... So, what did you do in the band, Alex? Um, well, I made a terrible noise, mainly. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> I, I'm a I'm not bad on the piano, but I'm really not very good on the guitar, but I was the rhythm guitarist. So okay. that means I can play the chords, but I can drink 10 pints of lager and probably still get away with it, you know, as opposed <laughs> to the lead guitarist. He can't drink 10 pints of lager and get away with it. So was he so any I good? Probably... Was he any good, Rich? Well, Patch, I'm telling you, whenever whenever a word got out, they were playing like the Midland Spinner, The Lamb, anywhere, Cherry Tree, when it was still there, a full house, guaranteed. Oh, awesome. A great band. Tim's a great front man as well. And they're, they're just a, a good laugh. The whole is a great night. Watching and is it wood. covers own material? What are we talking? I'm asking both of you well, now. Oh, well, you're talking <laughs> Oasis stuff. You're talking all the classics, aren't you? You're talking, yeah. Okay. You're talking that kind of genre. Yeah, talking, yeah, Rolling Stones, Beatles, you know, that kind of thing. Um, one of our favorites used to be Gay Bar by Electric Six. That was always good fun. <laughs> nice. um, the, the band I'm in now is, is it's called Atomic Buffalo. Um, and we do the much the same songs that um, John and would always do. And in fact, we actually played the Dolphin on Saturday night. Just oh, gone. did you? Uh, okay. I look up. I look. I look out for the name from now on. I know you're in the band. I look oh, out for that name. Yeah. Have they got They're a Facebook Buffalo. page or anything? The the Atomic there Buffalo. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Atomic Buffalo. Have a look. Yeah. But okay. um, it's a it's a chilly related thing. Atomic Buffaloes. Um, they're called ABTs, but it stands for Atomic Buffalo Turds. Um, and an atomic buffalo turd. It's real. It's not. I didn't make it up. It's a real thing. An atomic buffalo turd is a jalapeno, because of course jalapenos are lovely because they're very um, thick fleshed. And when you cut them in half, you've got this huge cavity inside. So the huge cavity inside can be used to stuff. You know. So we. So an atomic buffalo turd is a jalapeno cut in half. Scrape the seeds out. Put some cheese, some Philadelphia cheese, and some cheddar cheese in the middle of it. Then put a chipolata on top. That's the turd. Then wrap it in bacon. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it in bacon. Pop some nice spice, whatever spice you like. I put chipotle spice on it because I love chipotle spice. And then if you've got a smoker, smoke it. If you haven't got a smoker, stick it in the oven, you know, roast it. And that is an atomic buffalo turd. And, of course, when we named the band, we the word turd <laughs> didn't really go with, <laughs> with a band. But so we're just the atomic buffaloes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the AB, ABT, like OMD or... You know, yeah, yellow. Yeah. Then, yeah, then you have to explain the tea, wouldn't you? Be like, yeah, very true, very true. So, when, when's your next gig? Have you got, any, got anything lined up locally? Um, so the trouble now with December, Crystal Palace, Bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's the problem. I'm working the Christmas market now up until uh, you know middle of December, um, and then of course January is not a good time for pubs. So our next gig is the 18th of February in the Dolphin, believe it or not. Wow. Okay, and then um, we've got. 22 other gigs booked for the rest of 2023 um so far well unfortunately i'll be in sunderland that weekend because city are away to sunderland but definitely make it down for one in in the in the near future in the new year absolutely we've got you got to try and do it patch for before more pubs close down around this area we've got so many pubs just shutting down around here the white heart and oh yeah white heart they spent quite a bit of money on the white heart didn't they in recent times yeah, I think they're getting new managers next year. They didn't shut down for oh, okay. they shut. They shut now until the new year, I believe. So, and everyone okay. points at us. Yeah, it's sad. 
the owner Steve, he's a lovely bloke, and all the way well, land the the tenant as such, and because uh, I I used to own two pubs, and um, it's oh. such a hard business to be in. We used to have a, a smokehouse on the Gloucester Road, which was chili related again, called Voodoo Q. We couldn't make it work; just not enough custom, you know, and and right. it's just such a hard thing to do. And it's such a shame the White Hart is shut because they tried so yeah. hard to make it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, um, Alex, thank you so much for sharing the story of uh, your chilly journey with us. We're going to we're going to come on to a couple of our regular segments now. Um, so we always do something called the Room of Doom, which is you bring something forward that that annoys you or has annoyed you recently. Um, mine last week, Rich, I actually experienced on Saturday and it, it was um, the aftermath of taking kids swimming um and you oh, know, yeah, them, yeah. them dropping their dry, dry clothes on the floor hating the shower packing stuff away absolute chaos trying to fit everything in the locker it's just one big absolute so you didn't you didn't take my advice of just well i didn't have time to and to be fair if i bought a dry robe you're looking at 100 pound a pop aren't you yeah so, <laughs> it saves you the saves you the stress doesn't it I, I think i'd rather put up the stress slash let my wife deal with the stress um but yeah that was and and it was it was my daughter's birthday party as well so there was like 30 kids 40 parents and it was just madness so uh yeah i um i didn't enjoy that but she had a good time so that's obviously the main thing that's the important thing yeah. yeah um right so let's come on to this week's room of doom um rich do you want to go first Again, like you say, we've done eight years of this, so I don't know if this is a repeat. But I've, I've, <laughs> no, this, is remember. We, this is something I witnessed again recently. It's just these people who don't seem to be able to use, know how to hold a phone. Like, you know, the microphone's at the bottom, the speaker's at the top. There's no need to hold it horizontally to your mouth and then <laughs> hold it to your ear whenever a person talks. You can, If you hold it the way it's held, you can talk and listen at the same time rather than talking to the microphone at the bottom. And then holding the speaker to your ear. I've seen that actually. I've seen it, and mostly when people are driving and shouldn't be on it at all. What's well, that? Is it, but it's also they're on speakers. So they're a they're sharing their conversation as if we're all interested. Yeah. But just just you know, Google how to use a phone, basically. If you okay. Don't know to do right. It. Nice one. Um, I'll go Thank next. You. Um, and it's something something that that I've seen recently because we're getting into the months where people have got slightly runny noses and little bits of cough and this that and the other. And it's people who use the palm of their hand to wipe their nose thus like that. I've just <laughs> demonstrated that for, for Rich and Alex. Um, it's that wipe that up. So basically, you've got the palm of your hand facing your facing your face and you go push up like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely awful. Um, and then they'll probably wipe that hand then in their in their jeans or or a coat or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's that action. For me, that's something that I'm going to put forward for Room of Doom. Yeah. Alex, have you uh, had a chance to think Sounds of anything? I only dropped this on you about an hour ago. Yeah, no, I have. Well, I would say one thing about what you just said as well, the, the horrible like pig-like um, <laughs> wiping of your nose. This is why we don't let people um, use the other end of their stick when they're trying chili sauces. Because, you know, they've done all sorts of things with their hands, and they say, it's all right, I'll use the other end of the stick to try your sauce. No, you can't do that, because you just wipe your, your nose yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, you dip, dip that other end so, in um, the bottle. So, that's the, so my thing, uh, my room is too. Yeah, and your snot, you dirty bugger. I mean, you know? <laughs> um, no, so my, my room of doom thing will be uh, novelty-flavoured crisps. Um, that don't taste anything like the flavor they're trying to achieve. So 
you know, Walker's crisps will bring out um, Christmas pudding flavored crisps, you know, and and you'll you'll it won't taste anything like Christmas pudding, and even turkey crisps don't taste anything like turkey today. So I really dislike things that aren't what they say they are. <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's a great one. I don't think we've ever had that before, Rich, have we? I think, I think there were sprout crisps last year, weren't there? I think. I oh, Brussels sprout crisps, yeah. Turkey yeah. dinner crisps. Sprout, that that yeah. kind of rubbish. No, it doesn't, no, no one likes sprouts when they're sprouts. They don't bloody at crisps. No. I, I no, fell foul indeed. of um I fell foul of the Costa sort of campaigns where it's the purple one or a Toblerone latte and stuff like that. It's basically a latte with a Toblerone miniature in the little saucer next to it and yeah. a bit of cream. Yeah, or uh, uh, or grated on top of it. Yeah, or grated yeah. on top of it. Uh, no, that's a good, good one. So what we do now, um, Alex, is we'll, we'll vote. You can't pick your own. So uh, you get to go first and pick between Rich and I for which one annoys you the most. I, I think I'd get a you, Patch, because that, that thing when people work their snot in their mouth you know, on, their, on their hand and then they try and touch things, that's yeah. disgusting, isn't it? So yeah. I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry, Rich. I'm going to go with Patch. That's right, mate. <laughs> well, and that's but, a good but choice. That, with that because... snot thing, they could almost carry it on and have, like, up to their hair, couldn't they? A bit of hair gel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I might understand that then if uh, if they've got a, a dual purpose for it. But no, I'm glad you chose me, Alex, because next uh, Friday at Pickleball, I won't have to hit you in the with the ball so, so quite so hard. So uh, well done, thank you very much, uh, Rich. Over to you. I'm going to go with the crisps thing actually, because yeah, I, I they they never like Alex said they never tasted the actual flavour. But I'm um, going back to Piper. Is it Piper's Chris? Yeah. When I went to, yeah. went to the, I can't remember what it's called, the one in Bath Park where they had Mel C on this year, kind of the little festival they have there. There was a, a Piper's, Piper's stand and the bloke was so into the the, the flavours. The bloke who worked there taste the crisps. So he, he was really into it, this bloke. He, he'd done a good job. He sold us a big pack of uh, Piper's crisps. But yeah, some people really are into their flavours. But yeah, mm. novelty flavours, I no go. Yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, remind me what yours was, Rich. I've already forgotten. Mine was the horizontal phone action. Oh, okay. Not to use a mobile phone, basically. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to go for Alex as well. Um, I quite, I quite like the uh, the shout of flavoured crisps. So, I mean, to be fair, the guest usually wins, Alex. But um, you, it's actually a genuinely good oh, dream of doom. What, what do i win do I, do I win a chili farm tour for two yeah absolutely yeah yeah uh, i'll oh, put you in touch with the uh, congratulations with, with the man um and I'm yeah <laughs> get it all sorted <laughs> uh but we'll finish off with recommendations obviously we're watching i'm watching as many games as i can at the world cup at the moment so not a lot of time for any other tv apart from i'm a celeb which uh, is always good fun to watch but outside of that i'm probably just watching the crown um up to we've got the latest season's just been released with um you know princess diana in her later years um so yeah no real other recommendations from me at the moment uh rich did you get around to watching the recommendation from david earl last week the uh that documentary of summer on the estate i've I watched some of it and it is actually very very funny uh, where am i where am i finding this again refresh so that's on youtube youtube oh youtube uh, maybe yeah. i will then so I've, I've been trying to find something to watch the only, the only thing i've been watching is a new series um two doors down don't know if, don't know if you ever saw that the bbc oh, yeah. comedy yeah two doors down that's, they got a new series out so that's the only thing i've really watched uh new this week okay and that's it yeah. cool so, how about yourself yeah. alex what was, what, it, what, you... what was it called again so what was it called oh, again 
summer on the estate it's like a, it's like a documentary from the, the early 80s and it is like it is an actual documentary but it's not right. supposed to be funny but it is um yeah, i'll watch that later on yeah check that one out um how about yourself alex what are you uh into on tv well um it's not it's not a new program and it's been around for years there's, there's, I, I can i choose two can i do two you can two do programs? two mate absolutely yep. Because because they, they run they run after each other on the, um on a Saturday afternoon a Sunday afternoon so this it, a chili farmer it's not the most busiest job in the world you know so um on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon I sit in my chair in my lounge on Barry Road here looking over Chief Training Post and uh, the first <laughs> thing I watch, trying to look for yeah. Rich's wife <laughs> <laughs> the first one I love four in a bed I I just I think everyone should watch it it's a great life um, lesson. And sometimes how not to live life and sometimes how to live life. You know, you get all sorts of people on four in a bed. It's the, the hotel thing, isn't it? You know, where they, they all change yeah. their hotels and bed and breakfasts. I love it. It's emotional. It's funny. It's angry. It's brilliant. And then after four in a bed, you get come dine with I, uh, not uh, come dine with me. <laughs> I come, dine with I. <laughs> come dine with I. Is that the Bristolian version? Yeah, I love come dine with I. Yeah, yeah. For the same reasons, it's a great lesson in life, how to behave and maybe how not to behave um so they're, they're my two recommendations just Brilliant. for that reason yeah i love it i i often see the meme or of that come dine with me episode with the guy who sort of he he loses doesn't he you know the the big guy yeah. Poor loser. yeah he goes mental doesn't he yeah. yeah oh it's brilliant i love that i sometimes watch that no brilliant lovely recommendations there mate and um yeah some to some to check out just want to say um best of luck with the with the the bath christmas market on thursday um, I'm sure it'll be a, a, a success. Having having not, you know, been there officially for for a couple of years now. So yeah, yeah. Hope it all goes I well. I think for there's you, a lot of love for it. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a fair bit of hate for it as well. You know, with the local residents don't like the busyness. But I think there's a lot. There's far more love than there is hate for it. So yeah, uh, oh, yeah I think it, as long as we're kind, it should be okay. You yeah. plan to go down, Rich? Yeah, the the coach falls a Welsh tourist coming over. <laughs> I, I'll be there. Yeah, I, I go over here I, I, every time it's on. We, we tend to go over so yeah. you will see my face Alex, if you're if you're actually working that shift yeah well if i am mate you, you let me know and i shall uh pop you a little uh pop of pain in for free or something like that yeah a little lolly yeah look forward to that yeah if you do that your daughter, though. if you do yeah, that yeah, uh, do a challenge with the daughter don't forget to film it and we'll pop it up on the uh on the twitter and the instagram because that will be very funny there's no okay. chance of me doing it because uh i'll be in too much pain and it will affect my <laughs> my uh my mental health um but yeah just to say uh, coming up on um on the podcast i've got uh, a robins reunited so there's three three podcasts within three peeps in the podcast the regular show which we're doing now which is anything goes the bonus show which is post-match reaction to every bristol city match and bristol city content and then robins reunited which is again getting two ex bristol city players back together to talk about old times so sunday rich kevin nugent and martin cool yeah like the well, Kevin Nugent, he done all right, wasn't necessarily our best signing, but uh, yeah, Martin Kuhl, a midfield stalwart, he was got a good few years out of him, didn't he? So, yeah, good couple quite of interesting story. What seasons between them, 95 to 97? Yeah, I was gonna say, what era was that? Because, yeah, I was gonna say mid to late 90s, just so, before yeah. the uh, just before the promotion season 97 98, obviously, which uh, we did the, the FPA did the pitch parade for uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was good, I enjoyed that on the pitch. Thank you. I've, I've, for some reason, I thought it was when, no, when Mark Hammond come on. I don't know why he come on, but um, 
I think just because the word Mark came out, I just thought Mark Robbins. I thought he's current manager of Coventry. <laughs> yeah. Is he missing his own game to come down for a reunion? But it wasn't and, him. And, uh, and he was built like a brick. Yeah, he was. <laughs> did, yeah, he, did but... he just invite himself on the pitch? Or no, he was part was of the he, squad. He, in... he was part part of the part of the the squad that got promotion, and so yeah, non non playing staff are, are equally welcome to to get a round of applause. Um, it's a shame Scott Davison didn't make it because he was stuck in Florida due to a hurricane. He was supposed to be coming on the pitch as well. So, oh, right. but yeah, all good. And then um, we're going to do a bonus show with Brian Tinian, who's the new technical director at Bristol City. Obviously, he's taken on uh, an extra knob and whistle on top of his academy role. So um, that one's going to be coming up in the next week or so as well, Rich. Legend, legend, the club. Absolutely. Are you into football, as... Alex? No, sorry, Pax, I can't stand it. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Right, let's leave it there. Um, thanks so much, Alex, for coming on. Best of luck with Thank Thursday. You. Don't forget to retweet this episode to get uh, uh, up close and personal with Alex uh, at the at the uh, the chili farm for a tour and see what goes on. So, um, yeah, excellent, good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care, Rich. See you soon. Good stuff. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, Take care. chaps. See you soon. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn
Watching that little town slowly disappear. 